Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario, Canada, with another episode of The Yacking Show. This is the show that connects you with people and ideas to help you find opportunities to, for a successful life and to navigate the uncertain times we all appear to be living in. We, we hope certainly to bring you a bit of entertainment, a bit of enlightenment, and maybe a bit of education. We always have interesting guests, but uh, first let me introduce co-host Kathleen Beauvais from down the road from me, Waterloo, Ontario. Hi, Kathleen. How are you today? I'm doing great, Peter. Thank you so much. And thank you all so very much for tuning into our show. We so appreciate you and we love reading your comments. So please keep those coming. And if anyone is interested in having in being a guest on our show, please don't hesitate to reach out to either Peter or myself. We would love to hear from you. And as Peter mentioned, we do have another special guest with us today. Her name is Efrat Cohen. Hello, Efrat. How are you? Hello. Thank you for having me on your show today. Oh, welcome. Thank so you, you are you are the founder of Proposturus. Uh, this is a company that provides wellness services for the hybrid office to help improve employee posture and body mechanics. And we'll dive into that in just a little bit. But first, for our audience, can you give us a little bit about your background and what led you to start this particular type of business? Sure. I'm a physical therapist. I've worked in various hospital outpatient and inpatient settings. I work with all ages, most diagnoses. And I found when I was working with those from the corporate world, they did well in the PT gym. But when they went back to their workstation, their symptoms came back. And I wanted to have somebody come through a revolving door with the same problem because it means there's something wrong with our service or product. And so I thought of the box and I created for them a workstation program and it worked well. And so I said to myself when I was ready to go out, work on my own, this is exactly what I like to do. So prior to COVID, I went out on my own and I went, went on site to companies and firms to make their employees most productive at their workstation. And I'm sure you, the audience, have realized, especially during COVID, the last thing we don't think about is our posture and our body mechanics when we engage in technology. So we start up our day in poor posture, we fatigue quicker, we develop discomfort, pain, we're off to our doctor's appointments, we're absent, we're disengaged, and we don't want to do what we're doing. And so right now, when employers are thinking about the great resignation or the great resign, I tell them I'm worried about the great recline. It affects not only the work that we do, but many other things in our life, especially our postural health. And the other aspect that influences the work that we do is our stress. We're all under a considerable amount of stress. And I'm sure that we all could relate to this as well. While we're working, your shoulders creep up towards our ears. Our feet are not flat on the floor. We're up on our toes. Our legs are crossed. We're sitting on one leg. Our elbows are digging into our armrests or they're digging into the desk. And now we're experiencing something else, a lot of discomfort. And so for the employee trying to refocus and get back to the task at hand, the best way is to figure out what their body does when under stress, and then the strategies and simple exercises to get out of those positions and get back to work. We want to keep engaged. We want to keep ourselves productive. I'm I'm just curious. Um, how what has been the feedback from the employers? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for a lot of employers who I've engaged, this is their first time actually doing some sort of wellness initiative. It's becoming a little bit more popular, but it depends on the size of the industry. And for them, they found that during COVID, it was a really hard time to connect with their employees. 
because you're busy worrying about business survival. And I think for any entrepreneur, small business owner, any type of business, they are realizing what we can do to sort of go with survival and make sure that we do exist. And so once we sort of pass that, there, there's this realization, well, now we're going to only be working with a hybrid office. I mean, we're going to be having our employees come back, hopefully, to the office or finding incentives to bring them back to the office, but they're also working remotely. How best can we connect with them? How can we keep them productive and engaged? And so for those that are forward thinking, realize that the program that I have is ideal for the hybrid office because, again, it can be done virtually or in person. Right. Excellent. Mm, very good. So can you explain to our audience how serious the problem is or the problems caused by poor poor posture in the workplace? Is, is it a really serious problem? Absolutely. Posture relates to everything that you do. So we'll define posture. Posture just means wherever your body is based at any particular time. So it's mm-hmm. how you use your body at your workstation. So whether you're in the corporate office, the warehouse or distribution center, we all fall into this category of how we use our body. Number one, we lack the awareness of how we do things until something really happens. And so when we don't use ideal body mechanics or posture, again, we go through that cycle that I mentioned before. And so deal when you have strategies coming from the program like mine, the Proposturous, the reason why the name is A, people's posture is turned preposterous, it's important to figure out ways how to correct it. So what happens when you don't? We all could relate to it. A lot of people have been suffering from headaches. A lot of people have been suffering more from cervical or neck pain, back pain. We have a history of long back pain. People complaining about back pain, but it's also shoulder pain and elbow. And even in your legs, your hips and your knees, and even in the feet, because when you sit in these positions, improper positions or poorer alignment for longer periods of time, that's when you start having symptoms and problems and making those connections. So do we have problems? Yes. Posture affects everything that we do. It's not just only the physical discomfort that I'm describing. It also affects your mindset. If you're in a meeting mm-hmm. and you are sitting in poor posture, how does that help you feel like you want to become a leader? How do other people read your body language? Are you successful in that meeting when you are sitting in that particular posture? And there's many studies on how people use their body for effective leadership and also for business deals. How are they engaging with the rest of the members of their team Mm -hmm. when they're looking like this the whole time in front of the computer and having that one-on-one FaceTime with people? The body language tells us a lot, but not only does it affect us in how we interact with our peers and our leadership, it also affects how we deal with our day-to-day and our problem solving as well. And so we're looking at different aspects which we don't really think about. Well, are you really engaged when you sit like that? What is your body telling us? Or do you really want to pursue leadership position when you sit like that? What is your body telling us? And so we want to look at all these aspects of what makes us successful in a workplace and realize the correlations many times have to do with how we use our body. Mm, interesting. So can you tell us about the services, the specific services that you provide? Mm-hmm. Being that wellness for some companies is a newer concept or bringing it on board, it's a scalable program. So a company can and firm can start off with an interactive webinar or in-person lunch and learn, and they can grow the program to small groups or to the individual program. So this way they can change the culture, give it time to change over to now healthier ways of how we're using our bodies at our workplace. And so we kind of think of ourselves as we're athletes too. <laughs> this is our court where we're dancers, this is our stage, 
And this is where we perform. It's a crucial that we know how to perform best physically at our workstation. So, so just to expand on that, then do you, um, it starts off with a lunch and learn through the employers. And then if you go in with an employer to work with an employer, when you, you go to individual workstations, and then you assess people's posture that you assess their equipment that they're using their desks, their chairs, is that how it works? The program actually is custom designed to the need of a company. So mm. if a company or firm has already purchased their desk and their chairs, we work with what desk and chairs that they already have or standing desks. Okay. If they have not yet purchased, sometimes they want a consultation in terms of which type of chair or desk to purchase. The employees are given tools and strategies to use, whether they're at a sitting desk or a standing desk. And so there is no particular order in terms of rolling out the program. Many times it's a discussion with the company and they rather preferred having already an engagement with employees in terms of small groups by departments or areas, because then they can relate to the type of work that they're doing and the type of industry work that they're doing. And so the programs are all custom according to what works suits well for that particular company, how they want to roll it out. Can they go from a webinar to the small group to the individual program? Yes. Or they can custom create their own program that suits them. And how they want to sort of have a rollout program throughout the company, throughout a particular time period to see how they can make those changes. Mm -hmm. And I, I would guess that, or let me ask you, put it in a question. Do you, do you also work with businesses that don't have people sitting at desks, that people have, that have people standing at machines, for instance, or um, assembly lines? And, and I could even extend that to forklift drivers, for example. Uh, I, I guess many of those also suffer from poor posture in their job performance. Yes. So, of course, most companies take care of their safety measures, but it has to do with the quality yes. of how they use your body. So you, you can theoretically be given all the verbal instruction and you sign off, we should be doing it like this, we should be doing it like that. And even being conscious of your posture, but you also... Using your body throughout the day, you need ways to reinvigorate your body. Mm -hmm. Nobody sits or stands in perfect posture all day. It's a matter of strengthening those muscles and those strategies and exercises to strengthen those muscles so that you can have a better form throughout the day. Because if you start your day again with a poor form or poor posture, that's when you end up having going through that cycle to the point of injury. And you want to prevent mm -hmm. the injury, but you also want to keep people at top performance and that they do have that endurance throughout the day. It's rare that we find employees at the end of the day saying, well, I do feel so energized because <laughs> it doesn't work that way. So let's figure out ways that they can feel a little more energized throughout the day, especially that little window somehow midday where people sort of just totally feel beat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So what advice would you have for entrepreneurs, small business people starting out limited budgets, um, but they say they've listened to this, this show and they've heard you talk and they're thinking, wow, I should actually be thinking. I've only got three or four employees, but I should be thinking. What's the first steps they should take? Mm -hmm. Well, even though you are a small business, you definitely can take steps for wellness, affordable measures for wellness. And then you think of investing in your employees. You like them. You like the talent. You you just accrued three very talented employees and you want to retain them. Mm -hmm. Show that you're investing in them and you want to engage them and 
keep them most productive, especially with the hybrid office model. You want a program that works wherever they are, whether they're going to be working at home, working in the office, they'll be traveling. This program goes with the employee. So if you are an entrepreneur and you're busy thinking budget-wise, can I afford something? Yes, you, you definitely want to invest in your employees because you want to keep them. You want to retain mm -hmm. them. Okay, good. So you do have a program then for employees who travel? Correct. Oh. Yes. Tell us about that. Absolutely. So there are different ways that people travel. Some people commute in a car. <laughs> Some people travel on a plane. But the principles and understanding how your body works, works everywhere. And so the program itself, you can actually have exercise catered to the type of transportation that you use and what the issues that may arise from traveling. And so, yes, if you are predominantly driving all the time, there will be exercises for the driver. If you are the passenger, what you can do to help yourself through those time periods, because again, if you utilize poor posture, it's going to catch up with you no matter where you are. So whether you're at your stationary desk or whether you're in your car or whether you travel for work, the program goes with you. You understand how to use your body and how you can strengthen it no matter where you are. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Okay. In fact, over the years, and I've seen many years, I've been in business for many years, we've seen a whole lot of um, new stuff come. And the ones I can think of are the chairs with no backs, the way you take, you kneel on a pad. And uh, then you mentioned stand-up desks, and I've seen stand-up desks with treadmills underneath so you can walk while you work. And there's been even things like special computer mouse that's ergonomically designed, and more and more and more. So are, are these just fads that come and go, or, or are some of these really good that and things that should be investigated by employers? Well, hang on a minute. I have to talk about the ergonomic mouse. Ah. <laughs> it really does help. Yes. <laughs> but let's. <laughs> it looks more like a dangerous weapon to me than a office equipment. No, it really helps. Anyways, go ahead. I'm sorry. It is an excellent question. So we're going to peel away at the layers. So why did all these different types of pieces of equipment come about? Because somebody had a problem. They right. weren't they were experiencing some sort of discomfort. We're not gonna label it as pain. Something's going on. They don't feel comfortable where they're working. It must be my desk and chair. Ah, huh, all right. I sit too many hours, I'm getting discomfort, so therefore I'll stand. But now I'm gonna be standing too many hours, so I'm still getting discomfort. Uh-huh. All right, I'll try the ball. I'll sit on the ball, it keeps me moving, and I'll try to get my work done. No, 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 I'll go to treadmill and type and I'll try to get my work done that way. <laughs> All right, there's one piece of equipment that we keep overlooking. Ourselves. If we learn to use our body well, then we won't have to have all mm -hmm. these modifications, number one. Number two, are we in ah, positions okay. for a long period of time? Yes, we shouldn't be. Humans were made to move. But doesn't mean you need to be moving at your desk. Things we have to consider. Number one, hand-eye coordination. Number two, do you suffer from motion sickness? Well, mm -hmm. if you do, why are you putting yourself on a ball or a treadmill or any moving surface? Your body's going to be so challenged with just keeping their body upright. I don't know how you're going to be able to do the reading and the writing and whatever, typing at the same time. Logically doesn't make any sense. So a lot of these types of inventions came about because the human was uncomfortable. So number one, you have to have movement in your day. You got to mm -hmm. schedule it. If you're just going to be at your desk all the time, not good. We're not meant to be stationary. Break up your day, movement throughout the day, number one. Number two, if you learn how to sit or stand appropriately, 
And guess what? You'll be able to do it for a little longer mm -hmm. and in better posture, less symptoms. But doesn't mean I have to go out and buy all those other pieces of equipment. The equipment that we should be focusing on are ourselves. Learn about our body, how we use it. How, what happens to our body when we are under stress, when we have those deadlines, when we have other stresses. And so once we recognize it and manage it, you know, know how to use our body, then you shouldn't need 10 different pieces of equipment mm -hmm. to get your work okay. done. Right. Mm, good, good one. Good point. Good point. Well, I think you've already touched on this, but more and more people are now working from home, especially as we've seen the last three years. What specific advice would you have for these people? So it's very easy <laughs> to want to just lounge around and do our work. But you have to be cognizant of what position your body's in because it may not be ideal for the typing. And so what happens is we may be like sitting on our bed and we're comfortable, but then we end up digging our elbows in or using our body not well. And then wrist starts bothering you. So I would say it's great to be at home, but give yourself a structured workplace. Designate a place that is going to be your workspace number one. It will help you focus, keep the task at hand, and that is your workspace. And try to pick a space that you're not, if you can, I mean, some people are working from studios, so we can't tell them that, but try to make a designated area that is your office and keep to working in that place, number one. Number two, be aware of how you're using your monitors. Even if you are in the office, many times people have mu multiple monitors and they just don't realize how they set themselves up with their desk. So keep an eye on that and then figure out ways that you can set it up more efficiently. And again, it's going to be different depending on how many monitors and which one you use more. But I also find that it's okay to sit on a simple kitchen chair and table as long as it's the right height. And remember, we're using our computers mm -hmm. and laptops for different purposes. So if you are in a virtual call like we're doing right now, prop your laptop on a box. You probably ordered something from Amazon. And if not, you must have a tissue box. Then just prop it up so mm -hmm. that you can be eye level with the camera because people want to see you and you want to be seen upright. Remember, image is a big deal. So you don't want to have your head looking down while someone's talking to you because mm -hmm. that body language sense, A, you're not interested or maybe you're not confident with what you are saying or presenting in a meeting. And so there's simple strategies like that. It does not have to be expensive, especially if you're just starting off on your own, you're working at home. There's simple ways to do it to keep yourself most effective at your workstation. Mm hmm. Yep. Good, good, good point. And both Kathleen and I have worked from home for many years. This is my office. It's uh, half the width of my old farmhouse. So I've got my books and windows and uh, and this is where I work. I hardly ever work anywhere else except for right here at this desk and this chair and uh, <clears throat> have the routine. I've got one for you. I, I've been I'm quite old, but I've had a really, really active life and I I've suffered from a couple of joint problems, but nothing too serious. And I have a theory that the more active one is in all senses, the better one is at an old age. So is there a correlation in your experience? Do the more active people who engage in regular exercise of some sort, do they have fewer postural problems at work than those who lead more sedentary lives? It's an interesting question. So I'll tell you the following. It's definitely beneficial to be more active because you're keeping all your systems going. Does it mean that the mm -hmm. person who's most active has the better posture? 
Not necessarily. <laughs> so uh, having posture awareness and being active, it's important to be active and it's important to have good posture while you're active, because if your posture isn't good while you're active, then again, you're in a, in a form for a long period of time prone to injury. So usually mm -hmm. if you're injured, there's something wrong. Go back to the root. What's going on with your posture? Learning about how to use your body is really important. There are those that are more postural aware and they feel their body more, but most need help to figure out what their body is doing and improve how they use their body. So it's great that you're active, but some people run into problems sooner than later. And so it's also the type of activity. Sometimes it's sort of not like a cross training. They pick just one particular activity. So it's important for them to know a lot about the type of sport that they're involved in or running, what have you. It could be the shoe wear that influences them. Mm -hmm. But back to the question, A does not equal B necessarily. Necessarily. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. but it's not self-intuitive. I work out and therefore I have good posture. Many times I, I work with people who do work out and their posture at work is horrendous. And this could be why they're hitting a point where they're developing symptoms. Sure, sure. No, and I understand. I hear, what, I hear what you're saying. But the overriding factor is one should be active and have some regular exercise, right? Because there's benefits all over from, from that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I know that you work, you mentioned that you work with the equipment that an employer has already, um, but are there certain things that you would highly, highly recommend? I mean, I'm all, I'm all for an ergonomic mouse, really, I am. <laughs> I found that that mm -hmm. really made a difference to my wrist. But are there any other specific things like um, uh, something to prop up your 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 feet for somebody who's really short? Is there anything like that you can give us tips on? You're correct. If you are sitting and your feet do not reach the floor, then yes, it's a good idea to have a stool. Yes, because you always want your feet flat on the floor. It's going to be different for different people if there's any particular piece of equipment. But overall, if you are working remotely and you are using a laptop or tablet, I would recommend an easel, a laptop easel, an adjustable one, mm -hmm. because this way you can perch it on, on your at your desk and you can make yourself into a standing desk you can make yourself into a sitting desk you also have the correct angle especially if you're doing a video call and for typing and you can actually change those positions with using um, laptop easel so i would recommend if there's anything you're going to purchase it would be that oh excellent interesting mm -hmm. i got one for you <clears throat> do given that most equipment office and domestic is designed for right-handed people do you find that left-handed people sometimes have particular problems with posture because they're the minority and everything's designed for right-handed very interesting i haven't found yet a hand dominance with the problem hmm. so i haven't had the okay. left those with left complain about it because then there would be a movement about being left-handed and the workplace mm -hmm. discrimination against left-handed people so the movement hasn't started yet, Peter, but maybe it will after they listen to this podcast and say, yes, let's all the <laughs> lefties unite and let's talk about how it is difficult to be a lefty <laughs> in a right-handed world. I think uh, they learned to use both hands and actually we are meant to use both hands. And so when there's an issue of learning how to use both hands, that's definitely someone who should learn about posture because we were born with two hands and hands are supposed to be used 
both. Yeah. yeah. Ambidextrous, not necessarily, but again, your keyboard is over here in front of you for two hands, right? And you could always purchase mm -hmm. an extra keyboard, which is something, again, Kathleen, I would add that to the list too. Uh, Maybe buy an extra keyboard because if you're using your laptop and you want to position yourself and you can't with your screen, you could always get yourself an additional keyboard. But for the most part, I haven't heard that from a lefty. It's definitely an interesting question when I encounter a lefty and ask them if they feel that the world is more for right-handed in terms of technology, but it hasn't been brought up into a conversation. Oh. Interesting. The, the reason I ask, I, my eldest son is left-handed, and when I watch him write and when I watch other left-handed people write, I think that is so awkward. And I actually forced myself to write with my left hand. I had to after an accident with my right, and then I read that it helps um, – prevent senile dementia if you and it keeps your brain more active by using your non-dominant hand so i have con i have switched the buttons on my mouse and i only use it with my left hand i find it easier because then i can write with my right at the same time so but getting back to left-handed people writing the way they have to curl their hand and i look at my son i think you know if if he was born in the pre-computer era and had to spend his whole day writing that would ruin his wrist and that that's reason one of the reasons i asked you Mm -hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yes, you bring up an interesting point, but when it comes to handwriting, you should be able to hold it the same in the left and the right, lefties and righties. When you see a hand form that doesn't look quite right, again, it's related to posture. And so it goes more close to how they're using their core body and trunk, why that hand looks that way, which is a totally separate discussion <laughs> on how posture no, is I know. in handwriting. But that there, there is more to it than how people use Again, utensils and writing and what have you. If it looks a little bit uncomfortable to the eyes, there's probably a more coordination and postural strength behind how they use the utensils, what have you. Yeah, except there's a specific with writing, which I find writing, I'm right-handed, but I force myself to write a little bit every day with my left. If you hold your left hand the same as your right to write, because we write from uh, right left to right, okay? you can't see what you're writing unless you move your hand a little bit. Whereas if we wrote Arabic the other way around, it would be natural with the left hand because you could see what you... I'm digressing, but um, <laughs> it's an interesting one. <laughs> Kathleen, it's about time you told me to shut up because I talk too much. So back, back to you. Well, we are running low on time, Peter, really. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Efrat, how, many, how do people contact you? Because it's important for people, for our audience to know that um, you work mm -hmm. with people from all over the world. Correct. Correct. Excellent. You can yeah, definitely can look for more information on the website at www.proposture.com, proposturous.com. And you can email me directly with any questions that you may have at efrat at proposturous.com. Excellent. We will put that on there. Excellent. Thank you very much. Well, thank you so much. It's been quite enlightening, uh, Efrat, and uh, we hope to see you again sometime. And Absolutely. to everybody else, thank you again for tuning in. And until next time, take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.